1 Kings chapter 17, verse number 13, the word from the Lord. Believe that today, that if you open your heart, this doesn't have to be just another message for you. But it can be a word from the Lord that actually presses you into the place that he's called you to. Again, 1 Kings 17, 13, when you're there, say, I'm there. If you're still looking, say, wait on me. If you're not waiting or looking, you're just going to look on the screen and say, I ain't doing nothing. Uh, 1 Kings 17. I know y'all was in here. 1 Kings 17, 13. The Bible says, and Elijah said to her, do not fear. Go and do as you have said. But make me a small cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterwards, make some for yourself and for your son. Verse 14. For thus said the Lord God of Israel, the bin of flour shall not be used up, nor shall the jar of oil run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the earth. I want to minister a message this afternoon entitled A Deadly Situation. A deadly situation. Thank you. Thank you so much. We have been in the series Soul, and in the series Soul, there's two primary points that we've been driving home on Sundays and Wednesdays, and it is this everything begins with the seed. Everything begins with the seed. Remember, I told you, you began with the seed. Uh, uh, those that, that were around you, every vision, every plan, every idea that you have, it all began with a seed. A seed only matters when a seed is planted, and this is what we found Wednesday, and when a seed is watered. Say it again. A seed only matters is when a seed's been planted and when a seed has been watered. And many of us have been excited about the fact that we have seeds, but the seed that you don't sow is the seed that doesn't work for you. And the seed that you do not water by putting a demand upon the promise that God attached to the seed is a seed you never benefit from. So God wants to make you a sower. I need you to look at somebody that already looks bored and tell him he's trying to make you a sower. He's trying to make you a, a sower. He's a sower because the scripture said it like this. We worked it last week that God gives seed to who? He gives seed to the sower. And being a sower, first of all, has to be in a posture of your heart. It must be a posture of generosity. We've been talking about the fact that your seed is not just your money. But your seed is your talent, your time, and your treasure. Your talent, your time, and your treasure. When you make a decision in your heart, I want to be a generous person. When you make a decision in your heart, I want to walk out extreme generosity. God highlights you and makes sure that you have enough seed in order to sow. But when stingy got you, you heard what I said? When stingy has you held up, when stingy has you locked up, there is no seed coming to your house. And some of us have been satisfied with being stingy 
sheep people who do not release what's been placed in our hand. But I'm telling you, I believe through this series, God has been breaking off the spirit of poverty that has you tied up and feeling like I will never have enough or I will have to hold on to what I have because he won't return it. God's trying to make you a sower. Say, I'm a sower. You understand that? When you understand that, then we talked about Wednesday, you're trying to get as much seed out as possible. You're trying to get as much seed out and as many places as you possibly can. Here's the next thing I want to remind you about. Your seed is a weapon of war. We dealt with that first week out. Genesis 3 showed us that the seed had the power to crush the enemy's head. The seed has the power to crush the enemy's head. And so your seed is not just something you just regularly just sow just to sow. You got to sow it like a soldier. What was this punk demon in here today? I said, sow it like a soldier, knowing that when I sow my seed, that whatever enemy that's been trying to come up against me, when I sow my seed, I break demonic cycles every time I sow my seed. We've just been looking through the Bible and evaluating stories of sowers and reapers. And today I want us to look at the story of this widow in Zarephath. This, this, this woman who was without her husband. This woman who was in dire situations. This woman who was in the midst of a struggle. And the interaction that began to come in her life by the delivery of one promise. And what that promise did in conjunction with her seed. Let's jump over to 1 Kings 17 verse 8. Let's go to verse 8. And can we just walk through the word today a little bit? First uh, Kings 17 verse number 8. And then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Arise, go to Zarephath, which belongs to Sidon. And this is it. And dwell there. See, I have commanded a widow there to provide for you. Here's the first principle that I want to give you today. If you're taking notes, write this down. If you're not taking notes, here it is. Your obedience to sow becomes another person's provision. Your obedience to sow becomes another person's provision. Apostle Sherman, what are you talking about? He told Elijah, go to Zarephath, where I have already told somebody else to provide for you. But if that woman was not obedient to the Lord to sow the seed, it would have affected Elijah's provision. Some of you are getting it, some of you are not. So when you hold up from planting your seed, your talent, your treasure, time, that means that you can affect somebody else's provision. You're getting this now. You are the answer to somebody else's cry. You are the answer to somebody else's prayer. And so when you hold on to the seed that's blessed in you, that's been given to you, you are messing up somebody else's harvest. Now, for those that are not moved with compassion, that don't really bother you. Because much of our concern has not been about anybody else. And some of y'all, if you keep it real, you're just like, preacher, I just came here today to try to make it through. I mean, you're talking about somebody else's harvest. I'm not studying. Y'all can fake it if you want to, but I know you're in here. Uh, uh, I, I ain't studying. Nobody else. I'm trying to get my harvest. Forget their harvest. Uh, I'm not trying to figure out how they could be blessed. I'm just trying to do me. But I'm trying to help you to understand today that if you don't obey God, somebody will be in a place of barrenness, will be in a place of lack 
your obedience commands the provision of God to be released to your city, be released to your nation, be released to your family, be released to your industry. If you don't make those particular products that you're supposed to make, you ain't saying nothing. All of my folks in here that make oils and lotions and stuff like that. If you don't make them oils and lotions, somebody's ashes somewhere. Y'all ain't saying nothing. Somebody's skin is crying out. Y'all. Y'all so demonic you don't care. It's just dry. You're the answer. So you've got to fulfill. It's all right to smile in church. Some of y'all can't barely smile. Uh, you, 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 you got to be in a place where you say, I'm going to fulfill the mandate because when I do, somebody else is provided for. Not only do I want you to get it from the woman's perspective, but I need you to grab it from Elijah's perspective. Off, over and over and over, God keeps telling Elijah where his harvest is. Uh, before this particular verse, you begin to see him tell him, go to the brook called Cherith. And if you go to the brook, I'm going to send ravens to feed you there. My pastor, my first pastor always says God doesn't just bless people. He blesses places. And if you're not in the right place, you miss out on the provision. I hear the Lord. If you're not in the right place, you miss out on your harvest. He told him a few verses ago, he told him, go to the brook. And at the brook, I'm going to supernaturally cause stuff to provide for you that should have never provided for you. If you know ravens, ravens don't bring anything to anybody. Ravens eat dead things. Ravens eat carcass. They eat the leftover stuff. They don't deliver anything. But God said, hey, I'm going to turn the raven into a delivery man for you. And I'm going to make sure that supernaturally what should not have provided for you is about to be the very thing that brings your harvest. That's why you cannot question or try to figure out which direction your harvest is coming from. That's why you can't have a certain idea. That's why you can't block your blessing because it doesn't look the way you thought it would look. Sound the way you thought it would sound. Behave the way you thought it would behave. You gotta accept and expect your harvest to come from whatever direction it might come. From whatever place it might come. Hit your neighbor and say, I want my harvest. There's a pattern here. Told him to go to the brook. Now he tells him, I want you to go to Zarephath. I want you to go to a particular place. And in that place, I'm going to command the provision to be released to you. Notice that word, command. Some of you think that being a sower is a suggestion. You think that being a sower it's just a cute idea from heaven saying, hey, I think you should sow. I, th I think you should be a sower. But, but, but it's actually different. It's, it's God telling you, either you do this or you don't look like me. <laughs> uh, there was a need in the earth and God said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to sow my son. Lord have mercy. 
and, and I'm not just going to sow my son, but I'm going to sow the only one that I have. Uh-oh. So he said, my seed is not going to be a convenient seed, but the seed I'm about to sow is going to cost me. And so God said, when you're not a sower, you're not a Christian. Y'all don't like this. When you're not a sower, you don't look like me. A Christian is a follower of Christ. And if you're not following the Godhead, baby, I got news for you. You might have a label, but you have no functionality. So we'll see. So he says in verse 10, verse 10 says, so he arose and went to Zarephath. And when he came to the gate of the city, indeed, a widow was gathering sticks. Now, that, that messed with me. And I know you don't think it's not saying a whole lot to you right now. But, but what I need you to understand is that whatever he told you and whatever place he told you to go to, indeed, it will be there. <laughs> Uh, whatever, whatever spot he told you the provision was. See, some of you, some of you, this is how we are. This is how we are. We get surprised when God is God. Y'all trying to play me. You, 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 we get surprised when God is God. We walk in the doors and we be like, oh, it really happened. <laughs> well, y'all play, oh, they really called me back. Oh, they really approved me. Oh, I really got married. And you know that was a miracle. I, I, oh. We become surprised at God's provision. We become surprised at God's handling. But I just want to encourage somebody by way of a prophetic word today. Indeed, when you arrive to the place God has told you to come to, your provision will be exactly where he said it would be in. If you trust God on the other side of your sacrifice, you are about to see the greatest harvest you have ever seen in your indeed. God is about to show you that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him indeed. He's about to show you that at the measure you give, it's a measure it'll be given back to you. Look at your neighbor and say indeed. I've been hearing testimonies this week and I just want to help you because it's been messing with me. They've been texting me. Y'all been texting me, blowing up my inbox. Y'all been doing all kind of stuff. One of the testimonies came and said, Apostle, I got offered a job. And I won't say names because some people don't want you to know their business. So. But, but I just got offered a job and I got a $13,000 raise. Now, y'all playing. Y'all playing because... Some of you don't know how to praise for nobody else. Because, listen to me, because you're stuck in your stuff. But I'm going to, let me tell you this real quick. I'm going to give you some indeed testimonies. That when you obey God, God shows up and says, didn't I tell you that if you trusted me, didn't I tell you that if you walk with me, didn't I tell you if you sow your seed, I provide. Did somebody say 13 grand, baby? Another man contacted me. Another man contacted me and said, hey, hey, dad, I'm a producer and I produce the track. And and I just need to let you know this track produced $10,000 for me. Y'all, y'all, I, 
For those that think this is hype, I can pull them out of the audience right now. I'm letting you know that when you're, why are you telling us this, Apostle? Because I need you to know these are not games, baby. If you sow doggone it, you are going to reap. We are in a season in this house of reaping. And I am telling you that God is removing time out of the equation. It's just seed and harvest. Oh, he's saying nothing. It's just seed and harvest. I know he said while the earth remains, there will always be seed, time, and harvest. But I'm letting you know that he's removing time as a variable. And he is now about to cause for your harvest to come swiftly to your life. It's harvest time. Sit down. Only, I'll drop this on you. Only people with little faith, and little people that command themselves to be stingy, can't praise on that. But when you know you got seed in the ground, y'all. Well, you know, I done saw, listen here, I have watered and dog on it. I'm about to get my stuff. I don't hear you. I'm about to get my time back. The time is about to be redeemed. Oh, my God, I feel his glory. God's about to bless me and my family. My bloodline's about to be healed. God's about to transform my mind. on it. I'm about to get delivered. God is about to transform my household. My children are coming to another level. My kids are about to get their minds in check. God's about to give me what I've been asking for. It is my harvest time. Sit down. It's my harvest time. Uh, God's been just dropping it on me in hundreds, Pastor Brandon. Just in hundreds. I was, you were with me. I walked out of the LA Bible study. I had to walk out pretty fast. We call them sanctified handshakes. And this lady, this lady just shook my hand. And when she shook my hand, that means some money was in it for those that don't understand that language. When she shook my hand, there was some money in her hand. And I, now I, you know, I try not to, my wife taught me. She said, Sherman, stop looking thirsty. Because when I didn't know right, I just used to just look at money real fast, you know. And so, you know, I'll go places and I'll minister, do a little talk somewhere. And I get in the car. As soon as I get in the car, I open up my envelope, you know. I just... I'm just trying to find it. Just kind of have my praise break. Y'all ain't saying nothing. So I get in the audience. She's like, can you at least wait till we get on the freeway? They are watching you get in the car, Sherman. I'm like, child, I don't care. I'm just, I just want to see how much I got blessed with. So I waited at least till I got out the building, you know, and I got into my car. Looked at Jose. I said, that girl just put $100 in my hand. Maybe that don't do nothing for you, but randomly, randomly, let me tell you what else happened. A person that I don't even think still goes to my church went on my personal website, and this week he dropped $200 just on me, just bam. And why are you telling me this? Because as the blessing hits the head, so it flows down. Y'all don't want to work it here to the body. And I'm telling you, God is blessing us in forms of hundreds, y'all. Y'all don't want to believe this. Hundreds of hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds. Hundreds upon hundreds, upon hundreds upon hundreds, upon hundreds upon hundreds. Hit your neighbor and say it's harvest Indeed, be seated, please. Indeed. 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 
Indeed. Indeed. Indeed. Ye of little faith. Indeed. You who have been holding back because you didn't think it would come. Indeed. Indeed. It's about to work out. Indeed. It's about to turn around. Indeed. You're about to get your miracle. Indeed. Be seated, please. A widow, indeed, a widow was gathering sticks. Verse 10, just walking through the word, don't mind me. And he called her and said, please bring me a little cup of water that I might drink. And as she was going to get it, he called her and said, please bring me a morsel of bread in your hand. Notice this, once he saw the place of his provision, he did not hold back from connecting. Some of us, you didn't mind going to the place, but when you went to the place, you closed your mouth. I'm going to work this today and only some going to get this. Uh, when you came to the place, you didn't say hello. You started acting all shy. You didn't say hi, my name is. You didn't tell him about what you came for. You didn't put a demand on it. He wasn't playing. He wasn't going to miss out on his provision because it seemed a little forward. He showed up on the scene and said, hey, bring me some water. And while you at it, bring me some bread. Y'all, you got to start walking in places and by faith say, hey, go ahead, go ahead, sign that contract. Y'all, listen say Go ahead, work the deal. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Run my application. Because it's my time for my harvest. And I'm no longer going to be muzzled. I'm no longer going to be silent. I'm no longer going to be quiet. But I'm about to receive what is mine. Look at your neighbors and open your mouth and get your harvest. Yo! Oh! Malcolm and Bridget, Malcolm and Bridget, stand up real quick. I'm going to tell you about the word of the Lord. You will end this year five times richer than what you started this year. If I be a man of God, the Lord said as you open your mouth and you walk in boldness, he's about to release to you exactly what belongs to you. And get ready because I saw the television screen opening up for the both of you. And God said, I'm going to fulfill what I once told you. I'm a redeemer of the time. And I'm a about to give you what you thought you lost. I command it to be so in Jesus' name. I wish somebody would praise God in here. Sit down. You've got to open your mouth. When he showed up, he showed up in full faith. He showed up in full faith and commanded his harvest out of that woman. I'm not going to let you leave here. And that's what some of us, we've just been whiny poos, but we don't want to command a harvest. You don't want to put a demand on the people around you. You don't want to put a demand on the atmosphere around you. But I'm waking up now saying, give me my stuff. Give me my miracles. Give me my signs. Give me my wonders. Give me my healing. Give me my breakthrough. Give me my glory. Give Give me my strength. Give me my peace. Give me my joy. Give me, give me, give me. God, look at somebody and say, give me, give me, give me, give me. 
Some of you call it greed. I call it fulfillment. I've been serving the Lord too many years to still not have my stuff lined up the way I wanted. I've been worshiping. I've been praying. I've been asking. And now it's harvest time. All right. I got to move. So be quiet. Sit down. But he said, the prophet asked her to provide the water and the food for him. In essence, he asked her for her seed. This was the woman's response in verse 12. I want you to rock with me. God has something he's saying to you. I hope you can hear it. Verse 12, he says, so he, she said, as the Lord lives, I don't have bread. Only, somebody say only. A handful of flour in a bin and a little oil in a jar. Now, this is where I've got to stop because some of us feel like because of the small amount that we have in our hand that God can't do anything with it. And some of you have been living in the land of only for quite some time. But the Lord says, when you put your only in my hand, I make much with little, y'all. Remember that little boy that just had some fish and some Popeye's biscuits? Y'all know it. And he showed up and he said, listen, this they said, that's all we have. And Jesus said, give it here. And what the Bible said, he lifted it up. He blessed it and he broke it. Oh, my God. I feel like the Lord said, give it in my hand and I'll multiply it and I'll feed more than your family. I'll feed the family next door. I feed the family up the street. I feed the family in the next nation. All I need is for you to put your only in my hand. She's like, I know you're asking for it. it <laughs> Only. Uh, the only is sacrifice land, huh? That means that it's going to cost me something. If I give my time here, if I give my talent here, it's going to cost me something. And I don't know about you and your Presbyterian acting behinds in here. But one thing that I do know about me is that I made a decision that I am going to get what belongs to me no matter how inconvenient it is. No matter how hard it is, no matter how tough it is, I'm going to press into my next miracle. I'm going to press into my next blessing. I'm going to press into my next thing. I will get what belongs to me. I will have what belongs to me, no matter how it feels. Forget your feelings. Look at your neighbor say, I ain't stunting your feelings. Tell them, I ain't stunting your feelings. I got to go. Sit down. Listen. She shows up. He says, she says, all I have is this little bit. And I'm gathering, look at this sad story. I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I might go in and prepare it for myself and my son that we might eat it and die. Eat it and die. Here's the problem. Some of us, just like this woman, we didn't recognize what kind of land or ground was standing in front of us. 
she if she understood who she was talking to and the prophetic anointing that operated on the inside of him she wouldn't be telling her sap story she wouldn't be talking about how sorry how hard and terrible things were but as soon as he commanded her seed she would have just dropped that seed i'm praying that god would open your eyes that you might have revelation and that you might discern the grounds in front of you that you would not miss your moments of sowing because you misunderstood the moment that you have been praying for was actually right in front of you can you imagine for a minute how many people have missed their blessings because they didn't recognize what i had been praying for is standing right in front of me i wish somebody thank god in advance for the power to decide uh, he says says uh I'm gathering a couple of sticks that I may eat and die. She didn't discern what was in front of her. She was weak in her faith. To believe who God sent her could provide for her. The man of God says to her in verse number 13, I'll be out your hair soon. And Elijah said to her, do not fear. Go and do as I have said. Isn't that like God? I'm not studying your excuse. <laughs> Ain't nobody. He didn't even say, I'm sorry to hear that. And that's what some of us want. Some of us want people in our lives who would just be so sorry with us. But I'm telling you, you could call me with an old sad story. I'll skip right over that story just like Elijah and say, okay, what about your next level? I mean, come on. I mean, how long are you going to stay there? But some of us want people who will let us stay in the sad places too long. But I need people around me who will act like I didn't just say nothing. Y'all ain't saying nothing. And will move on to my next set of instructions. He said, he said to her, uh, he said, do not fear. Go and do as you have said, but make me a cake from it first and bring it to me. And afterward, make some for yourself and your son. First promise, what you think is about to happen is not about to happen. Notice, even though he didn't address her, he addressed her. She thought that she would make the meal and die. He skipped over it and told her, do as you were going to. But he says, but by the way, make me a meal then. Uh-oh, how is there going to be then? Because all I had was enough, y'all ain't working it here, to feed me and my son. Uh -uh. So you got to begin to watch the prophetic symbols and the prophetic hints that the Lord will begin to release to you in your life. And while you're in prayer, if you're not paying close attention, you'll miss out on the defining moment that's in your life. The prophet tells her, go ahead and do what you said you're going to do. But make me a meal and then after that, go ahead and make you and your son a meal. I'm going to give you a promise connected to your seed that if you do this, God is going to provide for you and your family he says don't worry about running out of food and starving to death I'm about to release something to you verse 14 and he, and he says for thus says the Lord God look at this second promise the bin of flour shall not be used up nor shall the oil run dry until 
the day the Lord sends rain upon the earth. That doesn't make sense to you if you don't understand they were in a drought. The prophet had just declared that there would not rain until he said that it would. And so he says that even though everybody else is suffering around you, because you planted the seed, oh my God, your house will not have to endure what the rest of the nation is going through. Oh my God. Your house will not have to deal with what the people down the street are handling. I wish you look at somebody and say, my house is protected. My house is protected. My house is protected. It doesn't matter what house got broken into down the street. It doesn't matter what people got deal with, what kind of disaster. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And the Lord is protecting my house. Now, listen. Some of you, if you look at what it's like right now, you will think that God's not protecting you. But I want to prophesy to about 50 of you that who have been praying for a specific loved one this week. And I am telling you about the word of the Lord that give God, oh my God, I hear him today. In the next quarter of this year, you're about to see a turnaround as it relates to your loved one that you were praying for this week. And you're about to see that God's been protecting your house all along. I know some of you feel like it seemed like hell creeped in your house but I just want you to know don't walk by sight but walk by faith and as long as you walk by faith and do not walk by sight you are about to see the hand of God move for you high five your neighbor and tell him it's mine it's mine I, I'm about to run in 10 seconds listen one step of obedience can turn it all around. I know some of you don't want to believe that, but one step of obedience can shift your whole life. One step of obedience can make it all fit in the right direction. One step, one step, one step, one step. Sit down, listen. He said, what's happening all around you will not affect you. <laughs> I don't care what the real estate industry is doing. I don't care if it is a buyer's market, seller's market rather. Doesn't matter if it is a seller market. When I get ready to do what I want to do, it's going to work for me. Y'all don't want to work with that. See, some of you have been worrying about what the trends are. You've been worrying about what they say. But when I show up because I obeyed the Lord, what shouldn't work for me is about to work for me. I got to go. Let me draw your attention real quick to Mark 10, 29. Real quick, Jesus answered. Mark 10 and 29, just to drop this in here on you. He says, assuredly, I say to you, there is no one, just mess with me as I was reading, who has left houses or brothers or sisters or fathers or mother or wife or children or lands for my sake and the gospels who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time good god almighty some of you you have been sacrificing and you think it's only going to come in the time to come but the lord said i am about to release this to you right now in this time 100 fold in this time look at your neighbor say now 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 
Now, hey, now, 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 now. He said, now, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and land with persecutions. Now, and look at this, and in the age to come. God said, not only am I going to bless you now, but I'm going to remember you in your time when you come unto me. You're getting double blessings. Y'all didn't catch that at all. You're about to get blessed here. And then even in the age to come, there's going to be a blessing waiting over there for you. I'm about to release double blessings for everything you sacrifice, for everything you've given. This is for somebody's prophetic word. I'm about to release double, 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 double. Back to the story at hand. Be seated, please. 17, verse 5. 1 Kings 17, verse 15, rather. 1 Kings 17, verse 15, and then I'm out of here. So she, she went away and did according to the word of Elijah. And she and her household ate for many days. I don't have time to stay there. Let me keep moving. The bin of flour was not used up. Nor did the jar of oil run dry according, look at this, to the word of the Lord. It's the promise that I attach to my seed that makes the difference. It's the promise that I attach to the seed that I sow that's going to make a difference. You've got to cherish the word of the Lord. Stop acting like it's just a saying. Stop acting like it's just a moment. But you've got to begin to hold on to the word of the Lord with dear life and say I'm going to believe exactly what he said that he's going to do it exactly how he said he would and so he said just as the word of the Lord was spoken by Elijah the miracle of increase is activated when the seeds are planted when the seeds are planted I have to go but in the next verses you'll find out in verse number 17, that after this woman sowed her seed, see, so we find out that she was also hit again with trouble. Verse said in verse number 17 of 1 Kings 17, it says, Now it happened after these things that the son of the woman who owned the house became sick. Became sick. And his sickness was so serious that there was no breath left in him. Uh, how many of you have ever sown and then it seemed like after you sown, it backfired on you? Y'all don't want to be real in here. Some of you said, Apostle Sherman, I actually gave my all and I added my faith and I stood for what I believed. But all of a sudden, what I saw looked like what I thought was my blessing turned into a curse. That as soon as I begin to sow my seed, I then begin to deal with what seemed like backlash from hell. That hell stepped into my situation and began to call 
calls for things to die that I cherished and that I loved. And so here comes the devil now who shows up in this woman's house and says, you know what? You think that you have succeeded. You think that you have won. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to send sickness and disease against your very son, against your family. But the prophet shows up. Somebody holler back the prophet who represents the mouthpiece of God shows up in the situation and lets her know that your life will not end this way. I need to prophesy to about 50 people who have given up hope and who have not believed that things will turn around for you, who have not believed that things could actually shift, who have given up all hope and you are thrown in the towel. I know you're sitting in here today, but the fact is that several of you have made a decision that I give up. I'm sick of trying. It's too hard for me. It's too difficult for me. But I made a decision that I'm going to try my best to try again. And as he tried, as she tried again, we find out that the word worked for her. Verse 18 says, so she said, Elijah, what have I to do with you, O man of God? Have you come to bring my sin to remembrance and kill my son? Verse 19. And he said to her, give me your son. So he took him out of her arms and carried him to the upper room. I don't have time. To the upper room. To the upper room. To the upper room. He carried her to the upper room where he was staying and, and laid him on his bed, his own bed. Then he cried out to the Lord and said, Oh, Lord, my God, have you also brought tragedy on this widow with whom I lodged by killing her son? And he stretched out on the child three times, don't have time, and cried out to the Lord and said, Oh Lord, my God, I pray let this child's soul come back to him. Ah, and the Bible says, then the Lord heard the voice of Elijah and the soul of the child came back to him and he was revived. Apostle Sherman what does that have to do with me? Let me prophesy that your seed is still working for you no matter what the devil trying to make you think is going on your seed is still working for you and wherever you have sown you better put a demand. Wherever you have given you better expect your miracle wherever you have sown you better ask for it back. I feel that God is released revival on the other end of your seat we are in a third day anointing we are in a third day season we are in a third day moment that those things that seem dead God is about to revive in a moment's time I need somebody just real quick look at somebody real quick and tell them revival 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 Revival, 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 revival. Dead things are coming to life. I 
I say dead things are coming to life. I say dead things are coming to life. Dead things are coming to life. Which seems like it's gone. God is about to reach down and command life. Life, 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 life. Your seed. Your seed has the ability to cause for revival to come. I'm about to let this go, but I just need about 100 people in this room of hundreds to praise God in advance for the revival that's about to hit your house because I am telling you that it is not coming. It is here right now. I dare you to open your mouth and give God praise for revival. Revival to your dream. Revival to your family. Revival to your house. Revival, I declare it to be so, and it will not be otherwise. Revival, 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 revival. I got to go, but, but I believe that. I believe that for you. Oh, hallelujah. I believe that for you. I believe it. Pepta, I believe it. I believe that we have not been obedient all these years. And God's not going to break out for us. I believe it. We've been confessing it all year long so far. And for years we've been believing God. I'm expecting it. Listen, you've got to wake up in the morning and start looking for your miracle. You've got to wake up in the morning. you got to go and check the mail and believe God something's in there. you got to call your family member and believe that the day that he's about to release what belongs to you I'm telling you it's revival time revival time oh! Stretch your hands up to him. I declare to you. Your harvest. Your harvest is here. 